Welcome back to the Dog Owners Pod. You're listening to episode two, part two. If you haven't yet found our Instagram, you can follow us using the handle at the Dog Owners Pod. I was joined by one of the most wonderful and inspiring human beings I've had the pleasure of speaking to. Chess has been building her empire and is also the parent of Phoebe, a gorgeous sprockapoo. Chess is the owner of Dog and Bone, her dog walking business in Leamington Spa, but also the South Midlands rep for Dog First Aid, which is a training franchise for dog owners and professionals looking to gain or enhance their knowledge and understanding of Dog First Aid. We had a great laugh and we hope you will too. Listen to the episode and let me know what you think. And if you like the sound of what you've heard, please hit follow on whichever platform you're using so you can easily listen to us on your dog walk later enjoy tell me about the canal or do you want to do a dog first aid related question oh the canal do you want to know about the canal yes i've put a question mark on it i was really intrigued (laughs) so um fig fell in the canal one of the reasons why i ended up starting this podcast is purely because i wanted to have like 45 minutes of therapy of me just whinging about the shit that goes on on my dog walks because i don't think anyone would believe the stuff that happens so over the last week, Fig fell in the canal and I've had to pull her out by her head. She tripped me up and I had to fall. I fell on my back. This is the first time she's properly tripped me up, thrown me over. And I've landed on one of the energy gels that's in my pocket, which has exploded everywhere. This is at like six o'clock in the morning as well. So I just can't be asked. I don't want to see anyone. I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't want to look at anyone. And I'm literally on my arm, covered in um, sugary energy gel. And Is it bad that I'm sat here going, you think that's bad? <laughs> Try slipping over with eight poo bags strapped to your side and then you decide to fall on that. So then you are covered in eight different types of dog's feces. Oh, <laughs> that energy gel sounds lovely to me. delightful. Oh, it does. Eight. Why are you strapping eight. eight poo bags to yourself? Right. Dog walker, you've got multiple dogs. Do you, I don't, I have to have my hands free to be able to handle them all. Yep. So I have a carabiner clip attached to my oh, yeah. bum bag and I just clip the poo bags on. But this particular day, they were all holding in for me. So they all let go when we got there. So I'm, and just a shout out to Warwick District Council, provide more bins because that would have stopped this from happening. But yeah, so I clipped them all to the carabiner and then I, I slipped or a dog pushed me over. I can't even remember which way around it was, but I landed backwards and I knew instantly that it had happened because of the smell that was released. Had it actually come out of the bag? Oh, they fully, like, it was like a, it was like grenades. It was like one went and then oh. they all went. so I've ever since that that was probably about a year ago but ever since then I've started the uh, double bag technique uh, very common in some parts of the country uh, (laughs) double bag (laughs) what do you double bag every poo no I tend to like get about four and then I put all four in another bag (laughs) yes because you know save the planet and all that so oh my goodness (laughs) no I am slightly annoyed talking of poo bags not that that needs to be a feature in the dog walk on their podcast I, uh, I do you ever feel like you're running out like one minute you have so many poo bags you think you're never ever going to need to buy poo bags for the rest of your life and the next minute can you find a single fucking bag no <laughs> <laughs> oh this morning sorry totally off subject I thought I have to share this because it just sums up my life opened up my book because I pretend to read on a tube to look intellectual and two dog treats just fell out onto my lap 
but I had my book out there so I held it like that and the dog treats fell on my lap so it drew the attention of everyone on the carriage so it just looked like I had little rabbit poos on my lap when I opened my ba- uh, book that was fun I had something funny happen to me this morning when I was at work that I was walking I was walking from the car park through to the field and there'd obviously been some horses that had come through because there was this massive steamy horse poo like right in the middle of the path. Mm, buffet. And I'm walking through, I've probably, I think I had three or four dogs with me, like just, and Phoebe was with me and we're walking through and I see this woman coming up towards me. Um, I've already walked past the horse poo and avoided it. And as I've got past, the woman shouted, are you not going to pick that up? <laughs> I had four like small spaniel or smaller size dogs. I think as she got a bit closer, she realised just how humongous this horse poo was. Nuffle Dog Cafe, based in South East London, have supported and sponsored this episode of the Dog Owners Pod. The experienced groomers at Snuffle Dog Cafe provide a range of services, from basic baths and trims to specialised breed-specific cuts. They understand that each dog is unique and has specific needs, ensuring a personalised grooming experience. Their love for dogs is evident and they prioritise your pet's comfort and well-being above all else. The best part about it, it's a place where you can bring your dog to play while you enjoy your time with friends. You can visit the Snuffle Dog Cafe website at www.snuffledogcafe.com for more information. So then she starts laughing and I'm laughing and then she says, oh, like, do you have any um, do you have any poo bags? And I said, unfortunately, I only have dog poo bags. I was like, you need a bin liner for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, human shit, that was great. So a friend of mine was like, oh, I'd love to go for a walk. Let's have like a mental health, you know, really nice with an expensive coffee pretend that we've got our shit lives together um let's go for one of those walks so I was like yeah I'll pretend I've got a really well-behaved dog that does that so we went for this walk and this is the third time since being in London that she's found human shit and it actually terrifies me because I don't know what's in it in all seriousness (laughs) I'm laughing because the the girls that work for me all take the mick out of me. They call me the poo connoisseur. <laughs> because I can tell you exactly where that poo came from. <laughs> I'm now, after being a dog walker for so long and dealing with so much poo, I can now tell you whether it's a fox poo, rabbit poo, horse poo, deer poo, 100%. human poo, a dog poo, a cat poo. Like, I can literally, like perfectly tell you by the size shape smell where that poo has come from do you know what, do you know what they- to the point people actually send me photos this has happened only on three occasions but people send me photos of their dogs rolled in something and they go what is it and i'm on two of the occasions i've had to break the news and say i'm sorry but that's human <laughs> oh no <laughs> no and they were like i can't you're lying and i was like i'm not lying there's no animal poo that's that color Oh, I actually don't know what's worse. If she ate it or rolled in it, I think eat, I think rolling in it would be worse if I had to deal with that. Oh, is yours only eating it? Yeah. Oh, no, mine all rolling it. Oh, my God. That is hideous. That is... And, then I have, and then I shower them off before they go home. That's... <laughs> be a dog walker, they said. It'll be great, they said. Why are people just going... Can people just stop going for a poo out in the public? <laughs> I'd say that would be. Or if you that. are, if you are going to poo in a bush, 
have a poo bag with you. <laughs> Pick up your own poo. Double bag it and attach it to your carabiner. <laughs> Just make sure that if you fall over, you're on the wrong side of the poo. Oh, that's absolutely foul. Makes me just got a little bit sick at the back of my throat. <laughs> right, that does actually segue nicely, believe it or not, into right top three things. Because <laughs> I'm going to pretend that this is actually a podcast now. Top three things that you that are a positive about this winter weather. Because I guarantee you, I know what one of those will be. Go on. What only to do with dogs or just me personally? Uh, dog to do with dog walking. Um, so number one, I love playing with the leaves with the dogs, you know, kicking the leaves and the dogs all try and catch them. That's like my favorite thing to do all year round. (laughs) I'm going to cry. And, and they create such great photos. It's great content. Oh my God. That's the most wholesome thing I've ever heard (laughs) in my entire life. What you should do is you should play Colours of the Wind when I say that on the podcast. (laughs) I'm now going to pretend, like, see if I can video me playing in the leaves with the dogs. And I will look like I need help. I, I actually can't remember the last time I laughed this much. That's so, that is so sweet. Okay, so you've got... Playing in the leaves with the dogs. I've probably um, just realised, sorry, I've suddenly just realised you're probably not going to say the one thing that I was thinking of. And now I look like... I'm probably not. Such an idiot. Right, go on, anyway. Okay, one positive is that when it gets cold enough it actually freezes fox poo so they can't roll in it oh that's so cl- okay yeah that's that that's is- a that's a dog walker side though because like only i would know that <laughs> um I'll, I'll put the first one as playing with the leaves and the snow because they're two separate seasons but the same thing yeah um and best things about winter and the dogs to be honest, it's actually just nice to get to winter because I think the dogs enjoy it more than the summer. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. The summer comes with so many stresses of like, are they too hot? Have they had enough water? I need to get them home. They need to be in the shade. And I spend a whole summer panicking about all of the dogs that as soon as we get into like October and it chills out a bit, I'm like, ah, oh, I can relax. There's no immediate dangers. <laughs> <laughs> And it's sort of like, so it's like the six weeks holiday is like the teacher's holiday, but the, the six weeks after the school holidays is my holiday. <laughs> yeah, I know. I can completely understand that. Honestly, trying to constantly watch, even just for one dog, and you're looking after, your company are looking after 150 dogs a week. How the <laughs> hell do you even manage that with hot weather? Yeah, it's it's difficult. You have to, we have procedures in place to deal with it if you have a particularly hot day we have temperatures that we won't walk at so we will offer walks that week like we sort of have a group chat we say who's happy to start at this time because that's the only time we can start and fit everyone in Mm. so we'll be up at six o'clock in the morning and we'll be offering walks at that time and we'll message out everyone and say look to fit everyone in, this is the schedule. If you don't want the walk at that time, we completely understand, but we recommend that you don't take your dog out any later than this time. Yeah. So if you want us to come, we can come at this time. Yeah. And if you don't do that and you don't walk them at the same time, then 
you won't your dog won't go out today basically yeah no absolutely. and then people go oh actually it's probably easier just to let the dog walk come earlier <laughs> yeah and do you know what it's so I was thinking about hot weather um well we were just talking about the hot weather but then I wrote down one of the questions about <laughs> how to keep your dog um occupied in the wet weather and saying having thought about that I'm thinking who is keeping their dog in just because it's raining a lot of people do that a lot of people hire a dog walker only on the days that it's raining (laughs) (laughs) that is where I'm going wrong that is where I'm going wrong and there's also dogs that refuse to walk in the rain which then makes it a very fun like mix yeah Lily isn't a fan of the rain you do have to drag her out in fact very in fact she doesn't even like walking it gets to the stage i now know that i need to hire a dog walker when it's raining so that i don't have to take fig out that's fantastic <laughs> um and this morning actually i did when i took fig out um in the mud that was absolutely hideous that's what i love about the cold weather is frozen. when the mud freezes mud freezes um is that what you were gonna say no i was actually gonna say and i'm actually embarrassed now that i'm gonna say this no you- do it the poo is a lot easier to pick up yeah it is <laughs> i'll add it to my list it's, that is a, a very worthy answer it's and also so and also it's a lot easier to find because of a <laughs> little steam coming off it so if you're in a field and your dog does a poo and you go right it's about there and you start walking in that direction you get distracted you look back and go oh no where was it if you stand dead still and just look straight ahead you'll notice the only thing moving is the steam coming off your dog's poo and then you'll find it. <laughs> That's the top tip that I needed. The thing is, you can't avoid talking about poo, unfortunately. However much it's not something that I enjoy talking about on a regular basis, it is, it's 90% of owning a dog. <laughs> okay, maybe not 90%. Oh, it is. It's a huge part of owning a dog. I mean, you're constantly concerned by their health as to whether or not... And I, I am a proud... I am one of those proud parents where I think, oh, well done. I can't be the only one. I cannot be the only person that feels pride in seeing a healthy dog. <laughs> you can follow us on Instagram using the handle at the dog owners pod. Alternatively, if you can see a tiny star on whichever platform you're using at the moment, if you haven't already, please kindly give us a rating. That would be very much appreciated and would potentially see us through to episode three. Would you have any tips? I actually didn't know that conkers were toxic. So it's one of those. Conkers are toxic, but they would have to like chew on them. Realistically, conkers actually taste quite bitter to dogs. So unless you have a dog that's particularly fond of a bitter taste and is picking them up and chewing them all the time, you shouldn't really need to worry. What I do suggest is that you're not, the vets normally are saying that the normal reason anyone comes in with conkers is when people are like throwing them or kicking them for their dog. Right. Okay. And obviously the dog's chasing it, picking yeah. it up and coming back with it. There's no harm in walking up a road with conkers on it. Yeah. Like, unless you know your dog will pick one up. And obviously they're a choking hazard as well. Yeah. Um. But yeah, in a general sense, don't be like freaked out. <laughs> Just don't be giving, handing them to your dog, throwing them for your dog, kicking them for your dog. Um, Because about, I think it's one to six hours later, they will have a very upset tummy and you will not want to have to deal with it. But 
turning it over if they have a very upset tummy than pumpkin. I've never done it personally, but I I read up on it um, and it is good for settling a dog's stomach. My only recommendation is that you do speak to your vet about how much you are going to give your dog. Right. A general basis would be somewhere between one to six tablespoons. Okay. Um, But obviously, depending on the size of your dog, you would have to guess it. So, but yeah, apparently it's full of potassium, vitamin B, all of these stuff that are actually perfectly fine for your dog. And blimey. Yeah, it can, um, because it absorbs all of the moisture and all the water that actually can stop your dog having diarrhea. Oh my goodness, I did not know that. So there's an alternative to the standard chicken and rice, which I actually think is such a faff to cook anyway. I mean, I love my dog, but have you ever... (laughs) Surely, again, I'm not the only person that stood in the kitchen five o'clock in the morning after the dog's been sick overnight cooking rice and chicken, thinking this dog's going to eat better than me today. (laughs) Boil in a bag and ready-cooked chicken breast. (laughs) When you realise you, your whole life is a lie. <laughs> I'm absolutely not going to be baking festive treats for my dogs because I barely do that for myself. But um, high reward treat options. I would just be interested to know if there was anything that you would recommend. I don't know if there's anything that you've used. We used chicken sausages the other day, but again, that's quite expensive. It completely depends on your dog. Again, if you want to... Um, so one thing I do recommend is it's actually a kibble, um, but it's called Platinum. Okay. I'm, I'm happy to shout them out because I use them and have used them for years. It's a kibble called Platinum Dog Food. Um, and I have over 150 dogs and they all love it and they will all do anything for it. Um, you can buy it. You can find it on Amazon. However, if you go straight through their website, it's cheaper. So I recommend you go through their website. Yeah. And if you order for the first time, this isn't a plug. I just really like them. <laughs> um, but when you first order, they send you like a little variety of the different kibbles that they do. So you can try each of them with your dog, which I thought was a really nice touch. Yeah, that's lovely. Um, but that's what we use for all of our dog. Things that my clients use is it, they'll just cook off like a chicken and then pull it apart into lots of bits, which will always have your dog's attention. Yeah. Um. But it, yeah, when you say like chicken sausages and things, you are going to be spending a fortune. Yeah. That's... And they go so quickly oh, as well. Oh my God, literally within seconds. And actually, the fact that you've just mentioned, I'll definitely be checking out the um, the kibble. You said it was platinum. Yeah, platinum dog food. It was, rec- it was recommended to me from a uh, boarder. I went to drop a client's dog off at this. Oh my God. <laughs> it was like a dog hotel. Oh God. In the Cotswolds. Of course, darling, of course. <laughs> His mum was like, oh, Chess, you wouldn't mind dropping Baxter off at the, I can't remember the name of the place. I wish I could, because he was a really nice guy. It was somewhere in the Cotswolds. And I was like, yeah, of course. So I drove down there and I dropped him off. He had his own room. He had a window. He had a sofa. He had a bed. A butler. Uh, basically, because this guy was a butler to every dog there. And I was like, can I stay here? And I actually asked him, like, do you ever get someone who wants to... Because they had acres of land. So it was a beautiful setting. Oh they had, like, deer in the morning that, like, <laughs> come over the hills. And I was like, oh, my goodness. It wasn't actually that expensive compared to other, uh, like, borders. Interesting. Um, anyway... 
And he said, what are you using as a treat? We just got into dog chat. Yeah. And I said, oh, I'm just using gravy bones because that's what I always used beforehand. Yeah. And he was like, oh, no, they're so full of this and they're full of that. And it's mainly just built up of these to fill it in. And I was like, okay. And he said, here. And he just went out the back and brought out this little sachet. And he said, try this with your dogs. And I said, I have a few fussy dogs. So I always buy stuff that I know all of them will eat. And he goes, just take this and try it. And the three fussy dogs I had at the time loved it. Wow. So I was like, deal, done, went on the website. I ordered like 20 kilograms of the stuff and we've been ordering it ever since. I think we're probably their biggest customer now. Oh, that's <laughs> amazing though. That's so nice. And it is, like I said, dry kibble, to find a dry kibble that entices a dog as much as you you know, you know say that it does is gold mm. because you're not having to deal with separate flipping plastic bags or gloves or anything and it's it's literally just little squares like that they're super easy it's not like very dense it's not high calorie it's not anything like that so you can use it as a training treat as much as you want oh that is fantastic i would definitely because fig especially being a labrador is so food driven um well i suppose most dogs are to be honest Uh, please plug 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 anything you want anything you want yeah so the dog walking is only in leamington spa and that's called dog and bone Mm -hmm. and the dog first aid covers the whole of the south midlands but if you live outside of the south midlands that's absolutely fine because you probably have a franchisee that's in your area anyway so just go on uh, dogfirstaid.com or if you want to come to my instagram because it's better than everyone else's um a car horn just agreed with me if you heard that smacked their head on the table at the same times uh then it's dog first day dot south midlands and yeah there's loads of useful information so just have a look and if you like it then like it share it follow it do whatever you want with it a hundred percent it is fantastic and if you're looking at the courses that's one thing but also the instagram page itself has so much useful information no, it's just in I've, i'm trying to make it into a resource so that if and eventually i'm going to build up the stories so that you can just click on a subject yeah. that you're wanting to look for i was thinking earlier when we were talking about conkers people with children it's such a vital i know again we were joking about the whole conker thing but it's it's one of the things where as an adult you wouldn't I, I would hope you wouldn't think to throw a conker to entice your dog to play with it. But as a child, that's very much something that they would do. So if mm. you have that information that you can share with, yeah, children as well. So it kind of, the information that you're giving out to people is literally for everyone and anyone that owns a dog, um, whether it's a family, a single 28 year old living in London, <laughs> like a sad, lonely fuck. <laughs> Um, it's for everyone to enjoy Um, honestly if 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 this doesn't work out i'm gonna come and be your roommate (laughs) please do because fig is about to fuck off any minute she's like i'm over this bitch (laughs) she's giving up on me a hundred percent um right what would you what's your advice for people that have a dog and what's your advice for people that want a dog people who have a dog um Try to always take your advice from someone who is experienced with a dog. Never take your advice from someone who just thinks they know everything. So if it's a professional, if it's someone who's got five dogs their whole life, like don't listen to people when they're trying to put you down. Ask a professional and they will tell you exactly what you need to hear. Because I don't know many dog professionals Mm. that aren't willing to give free advice. Um, So just reach out. Most of them will always be willing to help you out. Um, and anyone who's thinking of getting a dog, um, don't. 
<laughs> this is I'll I'll give you my genuine advice right now. This is what I say to people who come to me and say they're thinking about getting a dog. I say if you if you are thinking about getting a dog, don't wait three months, and over that three months, imagine every day that you got the dog. And think, right, what would I have done? Because I wanted to go on holiday. Oh, this person asked me to go out for dinner. Oh, we wanted to do this. Oh, um, someone's had to come round. And just imagine you had a dog that whole time and how would you have dealt with it? Because if I had done that, I would have realised how hard it was. I was very lucky that I had people to rely on. But I've met a lot of people who don't have anyone to rely on. And then they end up calling a dog walker, which they can barely afford. It's just, I just wish people would put that little bit of extra thought into it before they get it. And that's my one ask of the world is that really think about it, research the breed, um, ask around and then make the decision. But I'm a massive hypocrite because I just went on Gumtree and bought a Springer Spaniel when I was at uni and had did no research. I learned from it, guys. I realised that I messed up. (laughs) I don't regret it. But it was hard, and I honestly don't know how I managed to get through it. But I did. <laughs> you can follow us on Instagram using the handle at the dog owners pod. Alternatively, if you can see a tiny star on whichever platform you're using at the moment, if you haven't already, please kindly give us a rating. That would be very much appreciated and would potentially see us through to episode three. If you just want pure filth dog walking stories, I'm all for that as well. I think that should definitely be the name of one of the next episodes, pure filth dog walking story. (laughs) Way more interesting than me going, conkers are toxic to dogs. (laughs)